Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove Podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex-New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to another episode. I am so excited for this episode because I want to share some things, some personal updates, some updates about the podcast and just what to expect coming, you know, kind of moving forward into 2024. And I want to talk today specifically about um, when we're in a quiet season or a wilderness season, how to do it well. Um, because it can just be so uh, daunting and scary and quiet and um, all the things. And so I really want to share some personal insights of things that I learned and what it felt like for myself. And hopefully I will be able to offer some Uh, reflection and suggestions that are supportive for you. So in this episode, we're really going to talk about what a wilderness season is and are you in one. We're also going to look at three of the biggest lessons I learned in my year-long quiet season that I was just um, moving through with the Lord. And I also want to make sure that I'm offering you some helpful suggestions if you or anyone you know is in a wilderness season and how just to stay faithful when you're in the thick of it. Okay, so before we get into the episode, I just want to share a few things like where the heck have I been and why has it been so long since I have made an episode? Uh, I think I the last episode I made was for Halloween, and so there was a bit of a pause And last year, um, some of you know, some of you don't, uh, my father-in-law passed away and there was a lot of shift and change that um, we went through, both when he was in hospice care at home. So everyone was kind of like taking care of him and, and supporting the family and things like that. And then, you know, afterwards, you know, making sure my mother-in-law and my husband are in a good place and all that kind of stuff. It's just a very emotional time and it's a big time of change and uh, family dynamic shift, all that kind of thing. If you've been through a big loss in your family, my father-in-law was definitely like the heart of the family. And so kind of going through that grief, holding that grief for everyone and then grieving yourself is just kind of one of those things that you have to have to make the space to uh, surrender to. And so that's one of the reasons. Um, Through all this, also, I was in a year-long pressure cooker with the Lord (laughs) in my own wilderness season. And so there were just so many times where I was like, Lord, I just don't know if I'm like doing this in my own strength or if I'm like fully surrendered and leaning on you, if I'm doing the things that Lord that you want me to be doing, or if it's just like my ego and and feeling like these are the steps I need to take to, you know, have a business that honors the Lord and all this stuff. And so um, I decided, um, why am I pushing, you know, until I feel a clear uh, yes and blessing over the things that I was doing, I decided um, to just take a pause and to focus on the uh, Christian life coaching program that I was in, which, yay, I graduated from that. And that feels so good to finally feel um, in a place where I'm really excited and, um, you know, working with 
my faith-based life coaching uh, clients and kind of building that out in a different way. Um, one of the things after I left the New Age that was really important to me, and it's just a value of mine in general, is education and learning, being discipled, um, being equipped to become a good disciple maker. And then, of course, um, I wanted to make sure because there's just so much uh, difference in uh, secular life coaching versus faith-based life coaching. And so I wanted to just, you know, take a pause and and kind of like get educated and learn and um, be the best that I could be for future clients <laughs> and current clients. Um, and so that was another reason that I was kind of like stepping away. But overall, I was in a full-on uh, wilderness season where I really just didn't feel anything from the Lord in terms of how to move forward with my work. And so um, there are so many stories that I'll probably share like kind of uh, going forward. Um, but today in this episode, I really just want to talk and focus about like what a wilderness season is, what it looks like, what you can experience, and really help you to see if you are in one and and not to panic or to freak out, um, but to know that there is a lot of blessing that is going to be poured on you um, through the season. And so, um, yeah, so I'm just really excited to do this episode. One other thing I want to share about the you know, any like changes or things about this podcast. Yes, it's going to be more consistent this year. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, I have all kinds of ideas and things that I want to share with you in terms of the podcast. So you can um, know that it'll be more reliable <laughs> in your earbuds. Um, weekly um, throughout each month. And also at the beginning of every month, I'm going to do um, a sort of episode that's just to pray over the month. So pray over you and pray over your month. And um, so if there are things that you have specific prayer requests over, um, feel free to email them to me, info at elizacc.com. And I will incorporate those themes into each month's prayers. So that's just one additional thing that's going to be happening that you can look forward to. And if um, you're in a place where you really want to be prayed over, you can use those episodes um, in that way. Okay, so let's get into our episode. And first, I want to talk about what is a wilderness season and are you in one? So as a Christian, uh, the wilderness specifically is um an idea that we see repeated in scripture over and over again. We've seen figures like David, Elijah, Moses and the Israelites, and even Jesus kind of walking through their wilderness season. And really what happens in these seasons is that we have uh, temptations, we have um, these tests, um, we often feel uh, sometimes far from God or that um, our really just like our faith is being tested in ways that it hasn't been tested yet before. And for some people, they can even feel like temptation to go back to the way they um, lived or did things before um, they were saved. And so it's a very intense time in a person's life. And um, But there are so many blessings. Um, one thing that I'm really grateful for is just the way that the Lord impresses on me like in hard times that um, then I'm going through things um, for my good, right? It might not make sense in that moment, um, but there's that kind of verse in Daniel that, and if not, he is still good. So like 
regardless of what um, we're praying for, whether it comes to pass or not, no matter what, and if not, he is still good. So that we are still praising the Lord in all that we do, in all that we experience, whether it's what um, our minds and hearts want, um, or if it's not in alignment with God, then of course it will fall away and we will learn through that. We will learn. Um, we know that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And, um, you know, it just kind of helps us to kind of um, remember that as we go through these hard um, times in our life. So the wilderness season is just kind of like this intense time where we're like in a pressure cooker. We feel far from God or we feel like for me, it was like I didn't feel like I could hear God. I was in like this. It was almost like there was like this fog in front of me. And I was like pressing for answers, you know, in my ego, in my mind, in my like my my me self of like what I wanted and what I, you know, I just expected. Like I'm seeing all these experiences of other people who've been saved and um, the ways that it's just so clear for them. It's so obvious what their next steps are. And I was just struggling so much uh, in my wilderness season. And I think that that's something that's relatable for people who've been through a similar season like this is that um, there's kind of like this uh, singular focus. Um, and then towards the end of it, you know, the clouds kind of part and then we're like, okay, now, <laughs> now I know why I went through all the things I went through in this particular season. Yes, it was really hard and challenging and scary. Um, but on the end of it, it's like, God is so good. Like he took such good care of me through that. I knew that he was walking with me every single step of the way. There are so many opportunities and experiences where I was praying and it really just felt so seen by God, um, throughout the year that, um, there was just like no doubt. It just made my faith even stronger. If it, it made my, um, my convictions and my belief in the Lord just even more beautiful. And I feel so, so grateful that I went through the experience that I did. Did I think it was going to be a year long process? No, no, I did not. And um, <laughs> that was a little bit um, harrowing and scary and nerve wracking because um, once it starts to get to be like a long process, you do, I, I was starting to think like, okay, how long is this going to be? You know, but um, I think that the longer that I endured it. Actually, the more that I had faith that it was okay in the process of how long it might be. Some people's wilderness seasons are shorter than a year. Some are much longer than a year. It really just kind of depends on the journey the Lord is specifically walking you through. But just um, one thing I want to just kind of say is that no matter what, no matter if you do feel um, like God's not answering your prayers or um, maybe you even feel like he's, he doesn't hear you, just remember and remind yourself that like God is with you. He thinks so many thoughts about you. It says in Psalms that um, they're more than the grains of sand. So like he's thinking about you. He's with you. He's right beside you this whole time, regardless of if we can perceive him in those times of like that he's really moving you through something that's important and ultimately going to be so valuable and useful to you um, in the in the bigger trajectory of your life so three of the biggest lessons that i learned and i learned so many so this was actually hard to <laughs> bring it down to three but the first lesson that i just felt um was so strong and what i learned and what 
you may possibly learn through a long quiet season or a wilderness season with the Lord is that it truly we have to surrender to Jesus's pace. We have to remind ourselves that um, we have to remind ourselves of that every single day, that this is Jesus's timing, Jesus's pace, God's timing, right? Um, and that it's our job to just completely surrender, keep surrendering every day to it. When you feel that resistance or you feel that that desire creeping up of like, I've got to fix this, I've got to change, I've got to do all these things. I have this huge checklist of things I want to accomplish. And I feel like I'm waiting on the Lord to give me answers or to to guide me along, you know, what I'm supposed to do next. And I'm not hearing anything, which is very much what I was experiencing. Um, you just have to give yourself give yourself that space, like take a breath, right? And just remind yourself that this is Jesus's path for me, um, and I get to surrender into what it is that He is doing in my life, and that He's trustworthy and He's faithful. And so it's okay for me to surrender to Jesus and to just walk this out with Him, and know that He's right beside me, that He's not going to forsake me, that He has a hope and a plan and a future for me, and that I'm going to just. Um, Start um, taking this time as an opportunity. How can I trust in the Lord and what he's teaching me during this time? Ask him to show you what he's uh, teaching you. Ask um, how you can let go of your striving and your pushing and you wanting answers and all those ways, right? If you come from the new age, this is uh, particularly something that you need to deta- uh, eventually detach from. And that's something that was true for me. Um, that's why I think that this season was especially hard for me was because I was so used to like the genie in a bottle mentality of like, okay, I can go to uh, I can go to a tarot reader. I can go to an angel card therapist or psychic or whatever the heck I wanted to <laughs> do back then. And I can just get those fake answers right? I can I can push and I can bypass God uh, because it's what I want, quote unquote. And so I think that this was just like such a big lesson for me that like God is the one who knows everything. He knows the past, the present, and the future. God is the one that has everything planned out. And so I'm not the one that even deserves the answers of what's to come in my life. And I think that that was a big moment of surrender for me, of just trusting God um, in spite of not knowing what steps to take or what action to move forward on or what the heck I wanted to do with myself. It was just all of these things that were just so ingrained in me of like doing these steps and then if I and then I can push for an answer that I want right in a life where we're following and trusting Jesus all of that just gets kind of washed away and so just allowing yourself to have those prayers of Lord cleanse me and renew my mind and my heart um, so that I'm more faithful and trusting for towards you Lord number two is so important and it's that the daily reminder um, when things get incredibly difficult is that you're not being punished. You haven't made some terrible mistake that could push you away from God. There is nothing that can separate you from God's love 
And um, if you're in a place of repetitive sin, what you know to do is to repent, to go and um, to use your Bible. One of the things that was incredibly important and I wouldn't say important, I would say helpful um, as a useful tool for me was actually creating a prayer Bible during this time. And so I have a section in my prayer Bible with the with different themes. So there's a theme of repentance. And so I would just use, and many of those, they're all throughout different books of the Bible, but there are a good amount in Psalms. And I'm going to share a few here in a moment. But I want to just remind you that sometimes when we feel far from God, um, it can be an issue of sin, right? Of something that we haven't been repenting for, something that we're continuing to work through. And I think in our wilderness season, there will be times where the Lord speaks to you about a sin issue. Um, There was a specific sin issue for me that came forward um, and that I had a great breakthrough in praise God, um, because um, it was something that I had the space and the mental capacity to, to just sit and listen and um, be waiting on the Lord, just constantly be waiting on the Lord. But also to remember that in your wilderness, that's, this doesn't mean that you give up your spiritual disciplines. You actually pick up um, your spiritual disciplines to be stronger. So your prayer, your worship, your, you know, uh, focused time for repentance, you know, kind of like going to the Lord um, daily, weekly, and repenting for the things that, you know, is kind of um, keeping you between, um, keeping you like a wedge in a way between you and the Lord and how strong your relationship could be, all those kinds of things, right? There are many spiritual disciplines. You could decide to, um start memorizing scripture. Um, there's, but you know, there's lots of things that you could do, um, as an example, but, um, just, just knowing that like in this time you're not being punished, that, um, you aren't making these horrendous mistakes. You're covered under the blood of Jesus. Um, you're forgiven and you're protected and you're loved. Um, and so it's just a matter of, using this time as an opportunity for you to receive revelation. Before I forget, here are a few um, repentance scriptures that you can um, kind of like save every time that you're doing some kind of repentance prayer. Uh, The first one is from Psalm 139, uh, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Another favorite is Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, blot out the stain of my sin. Wash me clean from my guilt. Purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night. Against you and you alone have I sinned. I have done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved right in what you say, and your judgment against me is just. Okay, and just one more because I love this one so much. It's Joel chapter 2, starting in verse 12. That is why the Lord says, Turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't Tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish you. And I would say about three quarters of the way through my wilderness season, um, I had a revelation from the Lord where he was telling me about, I was kind of in this place where I was studying so many things. Um, 
in scripture. Um, I really use the time um, well, I think, in terms of just really kind of deepening in my spiritual disciplines, like I mentioned a few minutes ago. And um, I was thinking about this idea of tithing, and the Lord put it on my heart that um, actually thinking about this idea of first fruit, you know, giving your first fruits to the Lord um, in a way of tithing. But he was saying, hey, give the first fruits of your day to me. Meaning um, one of the scriptures that I just love so much is this idea of like, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And um, that's something that I have been really um, trying to be faithful to, but it's a challenge for me. I tend to pick up my phone first thing when I wake up or, or things like that. And and so um, this idea just kind of uh, came upon me um, from the Lord of of really like give myself, give yourself to me is what he was saying to me. And so um, I think that this is just something that can be just so helpful Um allow yourself to be still, allow yourself to be quiet, because sometimes we will even think, oh, I'm not hearing from the Lord, or we'll be really hard on ourselves, but really we're not giving ourselves the opportunities to be still and to be quiet and to really um, kind of uh, flesh out that that discipline of being almost uncomfortable <laughs> in the stillness and the quiet of just seeking and listening to the Lord. And I think that that's something definitely that I want to keep growing because I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not even uh 50% with it. You know, <laughs> I still have so much um, that I want to um, give over to him right throughout my day. And it's like one of those things like first fruit of the day could be so easy for me to say, oh, well, I, I forgot this morning and so I messed up, so I have to start again tomorrow. But really, the, there are so many opportunities throughout the day um, just to find those little pockets of, of space and time to be with the Lord, to be with Him because He seeks you and He loves you and He wants to be with you. He wants you to be present with Him. The third thing that I want to share with you that I think is just a really great lesson that I learned is that you'll feel like yourself again soon. And so whatever your wilderness season is feeling like, and, you know, it can feel like heaviness, it can feel bur- like a burden, you can feel like a burden. Um, I know I for sure felt that way in, in the ways that my relationship with my husband was shifting. Um, grief, sadness, longing for things to be different. When is this going to lift? When are things going to change? When am I going to feel like I'm hearing from the Lord in this area of my life that's so, so important to me, right? Um, Just to remind yourself that this isn't forever. This is a season. That's why we call it a season of time, because it's a period of time in your life. It's not going to be your forever, right? And so I think what we can do is we can just give ourselves grace in this time to really just um, kind of like what I said in um, number two is just, you know, allow yourself to deepen your relationship with God and learn from him. And one of the things that I liked to do is I like to um, write down the things that I was learning and experiencing um, the ways that I felt that the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, um, the revelations I was having, even just like the um, moments of really feeling like the word was alive to me when I was reading and studying the Bible. Um, all of those things just felt so 
useful to me and I wanted to remember and mark the season of my life um, because I knew that there would be things that I would really be learning from it. So if you're a person who's kind of like an eternal student, um, I think that this can be really helpful. If you're a person who likes to journal, I think that this is helpful also because um, you can just start to write down the things that feel important um, that you're going through, that you're learning through this season. Um, the tragedies and the hardships and the challenges that you're going through and how God ends up being faithful um, to you through this process that he's providing for you. He's um, protecting you. He's guiding you. He's loving you and all of these things. And just to remind yourself that, that it is a season. It's not forever. And that um, we can just um, be waiting and praying for that for this season to come to its completion. And when it does, you know it. I knew that it felt like a fresh wind <laughs> of inspiration, of excitement, of joy. Um, one of the kind of supernatural gifts that the Lord gave me when I was saved was I have um, just this feeling of peace from the Lord all the time, no matter what. And I'm so grateful for that. And towards the end of my uh, wilderness season, I received the joy of the Lord and just really, um, he was just kind of waking me up to the joy. Even when things aren't figured out, even when I don't really have the answers, I have the joy of my Lord and my Savior and I can walk in that um, and it just feels like such a blessing. So just kind of like lean into also the things, the gifts that the Lord has already given you in your life and allow yourself to remember these things as the gift that they are, a supernatural gift um, freely given to you from God and how you can just be um, in this space of really nurturing and supporting that in the in the ways that you best can, you, in the ways that you can um, that are best for you uh, this year. Okay, and I promised that I would share a few of the lessons that I learned deeper this year through my wilderness season. So I just want to share those with you now. Um, one of them was slowing down. Um, slowing down doesn't equal lazy. And that was a big one for me after kind of unwinding from this idea that you have to be productive and you have to be useful and, um, you know, bringing in lots of money for my business in the past made me feel like this fake sense of um, usefulness and productivity and um, just how that um, restructured in a good way the family rules and agreements and dynamics this year was such a blessing in so many ways. And so just reminding myself that slowing down doesn't equal lazy. Um, and it also helped me to kind of um, go deeper into looking at the roles of how things have shifted between um, my my wifely duties and then my husband's duties at home and what that looks like and how we can kind of grow together and how these things are shifting for us. I was constantly praying um, to be a godly woman and a godly wife. And I was also praying at the same time um, for my husband to be a godly man and a godly husband in new ways. And that just felt really good. And I saw the Lord's faithfulness and how he was shifting our hearts and changing the dynamics. And really, I just saw direct fruit um, from those um, intentions that I set. Just telling God in prayer my vision for our family really helped it um, to be lived out in a way that felt amazing for both me and Chris. So I'm just so grateful for that. Another thing I learned was that I experienced how God sees me this year. 
especially through answered prayer, um, and in a way I never have before. So he's the God who sees us, he loves us, and thinks about us as many times as the grains of sand. I love that verse in Psalms. Um, I already <laughs> mentioned it earlier, but it just really hit home for me this year of like, wow, um, I'm praying about something little. And um, the way that I see God being faithful to me in those moments uh, um, really did um, have this really special quality to it of like, wow, God cares about me. He cares about everything that I care about. And he's here to support me in that. And so um, I'm not attached to like prayers being answered or like how long I pray for something and it's quote unquote not being answered. I, I always pray from the posture of if it's your will, Lord. And so I know that a prayer that I might pray might never go answered, and uh, and that's okay. That doesn't deter me from praying and and kind of just pouring out my heart to God every day. Um, so that was something that was really um, just kind of like hit me in a new way, like how valuable we are to God, how loved by God we are, and what it means to be just so so taken care of by God, so provided for and safe and protected and loved and all the things, right? Um, I would say also that I learned to tell God every trouble, every thought. Um, I think um, this year was a year where it really hit me um, what spiritual warfare is. There are a number of experiences I had that were pretty intense. And one of them was that, uh, maybe I'll tell this in depth some other time, but one of them was that I actually... Um, felt like I got pushed down the stairs. There was no reason to me for me to have fallen down the stairs. And so um, I think that that was a spiritual attack because just as I felt like I was being pushed down the stairs by, and there was no person there behind me, um, it also felt at the same end like someone like picked, like held me and picked me up and like gently let me down so that um, my injuries weren't as bad as it could have been. And so that was like one really specific way that I felt that I experienced spiritual warfare. But there are many others. And so this year, the Lord really helped me to to learn to lean into fervent, powerful prayer. And that, you know, that, that idea of like being covered in the blood of Jesus and, and Jesus's blood is the only blood that purifies and sanctifies and protects. And so um, I really leaned into that this year as well. And just um, really knowing that spiritual attack is something that Christians um will face. It's undeniable. And so just to remind myself to put on the armor of God, to, to pray over myself and my loved ones fervently, and really to just kind of remind myself that it's something that's there, but it's not something that we should be, um, that, sh that should hold us back or make us feel fearful. Um, and then one thing I would say that I'm still working on is this idea of how I tend to limit God by praying small prayers. And so this year I am trying to um, just get stronger in uh, praying bigger prayers, having more faith, uh, stepping um, into my my gifts in a way that honors God's kingdom in a bigger way. And um, I noticed last year that I had um, a bunch of opportunities that I didn't ask for or I didn't think about ever happening. And um, I noticed that I just said yes to them instead of like the old me would have been fearful and been like, oh, no, I don't like 
this or that about this experience. So I'm going to say no to that and just kind of like shy away or back off of it. And I really um, experienced God's uh, provision for me of, uh, you know, providing these opportunities and these ways of growing and and getting, um, yeah, just being more on, uh, I guess, on purpose with um, what he wanted me to do. And so I was looking at my opportunities after I would pray about them and just kind of like check in with the Lord of like, okay, did you bring this to me or did the devil? (laughs) Um, And then I would really, um, yeah, I would just say yes to it. And that was something that was really different for me that I'm hoping to um, step into even more in 2024. So those are some of the lessons I want to share with you. And lastly, I want to really quickly just talk about um, if you're in a wilderness season right now, here are three suggestions of how to stay faithful while you're in the thick of it. And number one is, even though it might be your instinct, um, stop pushing your way through it. So quiet seasons are meant for rest. They're meant for reflection and inner growth. It's not a time to be scheduling a lot of projects, doing a lot of things in your strength instead of through God's strength. Um, It's truly a waiting season that's teaching you to learn and to slow down. And so if you're a person that hustles and, you know, kind of just like pushes and is always doing things in your own strength and your own power, um, I find that a wilderness season is a really beautiful time for you to just chill out, slow down, um, take a breather, allow yourself to have kind of like a spiritual sabbatical and just allow yourself to surrender to what the Lord is doing in your life. The second thing that you can do is to focus on learning and living your life through your identity in Christ. And so living this out is so, so important. Whether you've been a believer for a really long time or you're a newer believer, um, it's important that you pray over yourself, that you're chosen, you're loved, you're redeemed, you're forgiven, adopted, blessed, saved, gifted, victorious, rewarded, that you're a saint, that you're a citizen of heaven, that you're treasured, that you're irreplaceable, that you're precious to God, that you're set apart, that you're set free, that you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, that you're a light, that you're enough, that you're never alone, that you're pleasing, and that you're significant. So that's a whole list of um, the characteristics of your identity in Christ. And those are all biblical. You can look up verses to connect those to truth um, in the Word of God. And so it might be helpful to just kind of sink into one or two of them per month and really just kind of allow the Lord to mentor you through believing um, these aspects of your identity in Christ. And I found that that was something that was really helpful for me. And so I thought that I would just pass that along to help you um, to kind of um, step into that and to um, just remind yourself of that because it can be really easy and obvious for the enemy to attack your thoughts and your mind to make you think that you are none of those things, that you're not loved, that you're not chosen, that you're not important to, um, to God and to the kingdom. Um, And so from there, once you start to let those thoughts seep into your mind, you can go into a a downward spiral, especially if you feel like you're in a wilderness season. So just pray over yourself with those verses of um, how you're chosen, for example, or how you're loved by God, um, how you're set free, how you're set apart, how you're precious to God, right? How you're irreplaceable or you're a treasure to him. 
all of those kinds of things. You can just pick one and start to pray over that until it feels like it's a part of your identity that becomes more real. Okay, and the third thing that I want you um, to kind of take into your heart now is to use the time wisely in your wilderness season. Um, Eventually, the wilderness season will end, and at some point, you will be um, back into your life in the ways that feel really good and connected and, you know, doing your thing, right? But your wilderness season is not that kind of time. And so I want you to think about standing before God and him saying, well done, my good and faithful servant at the end of the season, just like it says um, in the in the Bible that um, he says that to believers at the end of our lives, right? So think about you coming to this inevitable end of this wilderness season and will God be saying those words to you? right? By the things that you have done or your outlook or the, you know, like your posture or your intentions um, that you have set in this wilderness season, right? We can, we can look at our wilderness season and we can just kind of self-pity and feel bad for ourselves and complain, right? Or we can make good and useful time, of this special set apart part time with the Lord um, for him to really be doing something in and within your life, right? So what would it look like to use this time well? So this might be a time in your life where you really don't, you aren't feeling like you're hearing from God, but in spite of that, you're still taking action. You can still wake up in the morning and you can thank God for new morning mercies. How can you use this time to deepen your faith, knowing God is with you in every moment, even if it's challenging and even if it feels like you really aren't seeing or hearing, um, you know, like seeing those changes or feeling like you're hearing the Lord, right? We can know that in spite of that, every day is a blessing. So in a way, God is refining us, right? And how we relate with him. That's it's such a gift. And so those are the things I want to share with you today. I hope that um, these are useful, that they're helpful if you're in a wilderness season, or if you have a friend who's in a wilderness season, I'd be so grateful if you would pass this episode along to them. Um, I pray that if you're going through a wilderness season, that you just kind of like take it in, that it's not a time of rushing and doing. It's a time of slowing down and listening, um, leaning into maybe reading or studying your Bible or um, stepping into being a, a person who really gets into worship, right? Or you're really focused on your spirit, your uh, spiritual discipline of uh, scripture memorization. Maybe you want to memorize Ephesians, right? As uh, Instead of just one verse here or there. Um, maybe you are just really wanting to find someone to disciple you so that you can go deeper and make sure that you are growing in your faith in this time, right? Whatever the thing is, right? We are given an opportunity where uh, the Lord is just seeking you. He loves you. He cares about you. He wants to be with you. And so, you know, we can kind of look at our wilderness season sometimes as um, like, it could be easy for us to get distracted, right? But it could also be such a joy that at the end of the wilderness season, you feel like you um, are even closer with the Lord, 
in a time where maybe it didn't make sense that you were. So I just want to encourage you with all of that today. And I'm so grateful that you're here and that you're listening. If this um, episode was um, helpful to you, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review um, to share what your experiences with this podcast um, has been like um, to encourage others who might be interested in um, following along. So I'm so grateful for that. One other thing I wanted to share is that my books are open to work together one-on-one. So if you are looking for um, deeper support this year in your spiritual walk with the Lord, um, especially if you want to kind of like deepen with your spiritual disciplines or you just want, um, you have like questions about how, you know, to bring your husband, for example, or your kids onto um, this journey with you and and what that can look like in, in terms of changing your family dynamics Whatever the case may be, there are so many um, reasons that my clients are coming to work with me um, and to that they have questions on they want support with. And so I would be so grateful if you felt like you wanted to um, get curious about that together. Um, right now, you can apply on my website. And that will take you to a really simple form to fill out uh, one or two questions about why you're looking for a Christian life coach. And then you'll schedule a time for us to have a discovery call where we're just going to chat together and I'm going to get to know you a little bit. And then we will kind of dream together of what coaching together over a few months time um, could look like for you. And of course, um, don't worry if you uh, click that apply button. It doesn't mean that you have to um, join and become uh, a client. If it's not a good fit or if it's not the right timing, that's absolutely no problem. Um, I don't uh, require you to make an instant decision unless you really feel that prompting from the Holy Spirit. Um, But I do welcome you that if you're curious and if you are interested in getting support this year and you feel like um, curious, like maybe Eliza is the coach for me, um, then I would really love for you to apply. The link will be right down below in the show notes. Okay, I hope this episode blessed you and I love you so much and I will see you in next week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd be so grateful if you take a few seconds, hop over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and leave a review if you've enjoyed these episodes. And it'd be so fun to just keep connected with you, hear your suggestions of things you'd like me to cover in the future episodes. And you can do that through DM on our new Instagram page at likethedove, or you can email me info at elizacc.com. Don't forget, we have a really amazing freebie for you in the show notes called the New Believer Resource Library. It's full to the brim with book recommendations, Bibles I use and love, and all kinds of links and support for your walk with God. I hope it helps you. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode.